Hello. If you're a filmmaker who's just completed your first project, it's often daunting to know exactly what to do next and how to get people to actually see it. Film festivals, screenings, awards qualifications, there's a whole host of things to think about. Luckily, my next guest has some really great advice for you all and has a company that deals with these exact problems. Rebecca Louisa Smith is professionally known as the Film Festival Doctor and works as a consultant for filmmakers to get their projects much needed exposure. I met up with her in the busy Century Club in Soho to talk about her company and what you can do to get your film the exhibition that it truly deserves. I asked her first, as always, to introduce herself. Okay, well I run a company called um, The Film Festival Doctor and what I do is I help people get their film seen at festivals around the world. That's, my, that's why I offer the main service. But also offer other types of consultation services which involves um, planning the uh, film finance, planning social media campaigns, um, planning distribution, planning sales plans and also, of course, festival strategies and also for services where I manage projects and present the client's films at festivals and that includes doing the promotion, PR, um, all the arranging the screening times and getting them in the festivals and going a different route so I don't rely on without a box or one form of submission I go the extra mile for the clients and go to contacts directly find other ways to create opportunities for them and also create non-festival screenings which is having events such as here at the Century Club where I run an event called Art House Cinema and other events at the Hospital Club for example and also screenings you know, at um, film clubs around London just London? Well, Primarily. actually, that's a good question. Uh, no. <laughs> actually, all over UK, to be honest, thinking about it now. Um, predominantly, it's London because that's where I'm, I'm based in Essex and Epping. So London's very close to me, so I do a lot there. But I'm branching out now doing South End on Sea because there's a festival over there which is growing. It's got now Horror on Sea and South End on Sea Festival. And he's been very keen to really get the brand out there and collaborate a lot. Um, so I'm now looking forward to doing more screenings there at their cinema, which is in their, in their tap, it's called the Tap Room uh, Cinema. And uh, that's a nice, very kind of old school, you know, 35 mil kind of um, availability in DCPs. So it looks really cool showing all sorts of films there, shorts and features. So there's a bunch out there, yeah. Okay, so picture the scene, yep. right? I'm a, say, 23-year-old filmmaker, just made a first feature film, I've got a film degree, I've got a tutu. Uh, okay. I've got a cast that are eager to kind of like help me sort of um, publicise the film, I suppose. Um, what's your... I've well, got a film, I've made it, I don't know what to do with it. Okay. I have that question a lot, which is a good question. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> and the first thing you do, regardless, is you create a strategy. You need to have a plan in place. The first thing you do with that is you've got to evaluate your film and they do a very honest evaluation of it, which means getting feedback from people that aren't your friends and family. Right. <laughs> yeah. So your mum and dad at 23 years old ago, you made an absolute like, Oscar winning film, whereas you probably haven't. I mean, it might be really good, but again, they're thinking aiming you too high with the first film. It might be really good, and we could certainly aim for maybe higher-end tier two film festivals, but maybe not so much can without the right context in the first instance. So what we do is sit down, we watch the, I'd watch the film, and then I'd tell you... Would you watch it with me or without me? Uh, without. I mean, right. I can watch it with you at private screenings, but I'd watch it probably by myself on a Vimeo link or a DVD or whatever. Sure. And what I would do is I'd watch it very thoroughly and I'd think about who the audience knew the market is and where the best kind of place, the best home for it in terms of 
both festivals, sales, distribution, and any other kind of platform that could be useful for the film. But predominantly it's those three key things. And then I sit down with you and tell you in a consultancy what to do with it and give you the foundation to lay your strategy. Do it yourself independently. So I'll give you the knowledge about how to move forwards and move forwards quickly as opposed to getting lost and getting a bit kind of caught up in the festival campaign and spending too much money on the wrong festivals for the, you know, for the film that's not going to be suitable for it. So I tell you when I've seen it, who's going to want this film and where? And also when I've told you that, I you know, do that evaluation, I'm also going to ask you most importantly is what you want to achieve long term and short term with your goals and what your budgets are. Because budgets are important. I was about to ask, what do you think is... Do you have like a golden rule, say, for how much, like say, a percentage of budget should be spent on exhibition? Yeah. What's your... That's why I encourage um, filmmakers to meet with me in early stage. So meeting with me in development, you know, script stage or production stage is ideal before you end up spending all the budget and not have anyone left for festivals and PR and marketing. Right. So I'd say to put aside, festivals come under PR... So I would um, certainly put aside, when you want to do a good campaign for a feature, sure it's different but a feature, you need to kind of put money aside for a PR manager to try and get all the right kind of reviews, so a good, you know, 5-6k to have that money available for doing all your submissions and getting a good deal, that's a good deal rate on a PR manager. Um, and also getting um, deals where you can for the best possible um, screening formats as well when it comes to getting your film promoted and also getting it seen in cinemas um, a good rate on DCP and Blu-rays so again put money aside for PR marketing is important people forget that actually because it's afterthought sometimes not all do obviously I'm, not, I'm just saying I'm not saying everybody but I mean a lot of people can because it's a thing where you think well we'll do festivals afterwards and we'll go from there but then you've got to have the money to do that because fees can mount if you don't think of it properly and do the right festivals. And so can, you know, putting into reviews and PR. You need that with the feature when you've got a festival launch or a distribution ahead of you. You know, if you've got a sales deal in place, you're going to have distribution on DVD coming up after the festival. You don't need to have a campaign there to get it done. You can't rely on the sales agency or distribution company to do everything. You've got to do it as a teamwork, part of yourself as well. I mean, they will do something. I'm not saying they want nothing at all. They will do something and they will do their best. But you've got to kind of do your own thing as well to get the word out there because it's a huge market. What's your thoughts on the difference between making and selling a feature as opposed to a short? Well, different market. I mean, a short is a whole new world. I mean, shorts are fantastic for film festivals. and Surely that's it, really. Sadly. Yes. In I mean, a the, In a way, yes. The market for shorts is very small. You make pennies more than pounds, I think, really, to be honest. But, I mean, it's, it's not big. Everyone knows it's not big. It is small. I mean, Clermont's a great market. And um, at the camp short film corner, there's a lot of films in there, so it shows how many films are made and it's tough to get anything seen in the world of getting sales for it. So when it comes to shorts, it's important to have reviews. So I'd certainly invest a bit of small amount of money in getting reviews. Like there are companies I know, PR companies that do. I was going to ask about reviews in a second. Yeah, beat me to it. (laughs) But there are companies that will review um, short films as part of a package to put in your press kit which is very important for social media and the screenings and obviously doing quotes, excerpts, you know, saying, uh, uh, you know, best film since The Godfather, <laughs> something like that. It's a great quote, obviously, from, from a magazine or a newspaper or an online journal. It would be really good to put on, on the PR and the posters. So you need that for sure, definitely. So it's good to put that money aside. You need money for fees. You need money for travel. It's going to festivals because festivals can't always um, 
contribute towards those um, costs because I've not got a huge amount of budget maybe for everybody to, do, everyone to do that. Some can, some can't. But again, the ones that can't, if you're going to miss out on something, you need to really be there. So that money needs to be put aside. I mean, I'm not saying to put money for travelling and the production budget. That probably is a more personal thing to do. But definitely money for PR marketing and getting screening formats done. I would say the difference is is that there's more to be done with the feature. If it has definitely has a, if it has a release ahead of it. Um, also more opportunity for PR to come in and more kind of talent to do interviews and more kind of exposure and gala screenings, etc. And be done at festivals ahead of its release and not promote it in a different way. So it's a lot that you can do with a feature, but also a lot with a short, because shorts can travel for years on the festival circuit. So in a way, it's a bit like, say you get, say with your film, uh, we get a sales in for it, which is great. They might get deals for it in, say, France and Germany and Japan. That could mean we have to stop our festival campaign because it's already been sold and it's going to be released. Right. So it's going to be difficult to really do any festivals because the distribution company might not allow it. Which would be difficult to get festivals then, because they might not, they might stop it, and there's going to be rules. Whereas with a short, you've got freedom to do to do a lot of festivals for probably about two years. You can to get out. If it's a really good short, you can do the festival circuit for that long. I've got a short right now that's doing that. Made in 2013, it's got festivals coming up in March and and uh, two in March actually, and that's done 31 festivals and 11 awards. So it can with the right film, it can travel. That's all over the world, not just UK. Why do you think that one's become so successful? Is it the just is it just a great short, or have they, have they just put a great campaign behind it? It's a great short. It's a great short and a great campaign by me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because it, no, I need to do that great campaign. I've got to have great material. Sure, of course. And it is a strong piece of work. Yeah. It's a very good film, and it was made for you know good sized money. But it's all about the story. The story is very unique and original. It's different. It's left field, offbeat, and there's an audience for it around the world. Okay. It's got sales in Japan. It's got iTunes deal as well. Again, so a different type of level. But again, it's still not a feature. So a different type of campaign already. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes people make when they're like, you know, I hate the word amateur because it sounds no. pejorative, but you know, amateur filmmakers, what do they, do you have any advice? What, do you, what, what are some horror stories that you've, heard, you've <laughs> encountered or, you know? I think it's again that thing I said earlier was not having a strategy or a plan in place. So just wildly throwing ideas out there, yeah. trying to just scramble for any festival. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's, that is a big part, but also what's quite important here is that when they're doing like an amateur filmmaker, they need to have in place their long-term and short-term goals. Like there was a reason why they're doing the short. It was just for fun because they're bored. Well, okay, fair enough. But then if they want to take it more seriously, they want to think ahead of like you know, do I want to be doing features at a certain age? Do I want to be doing a certain type of feature at a certain age or whatever? You know, there's many things to think about behind the scenes. They need to really start planning ahead. You know, it's more like the reason. You know, why am I doing this? And what's the purpose of it? I mean, when you make a short, there's always a purpose behind it. It's a reason why you're making a short because you want to do something to show someone what you can do when it's investors, whether it's with the producers, whatever. You don't make a short for, you know, to make money. You make it for another reason. So getting those reasons clarified and more focused, I think it's very important to do at an early stage as well. I met with a guy today and now he's fully focused as to doing a film course, not sure what he wanted to do next. He now knows what he wants and where to get it. So that's what you need. Then you can just go on the journey and let it, let it flow. Okay, so here's a question for you then. Oh, I've got two kind of subjective questions. One yeah. of them you already mentioned about reviews. I was going to say to you, what do you think, how important do you think reviews are? Do they always have to be positive or do you just want to get as much coverage as possible? And the other question, I'm going to combine them, is what do you think is better? One screening with 300 people or 10 screenings with 30 people? 
For the first one, I'd say the, the best reviews are always good. Of course, <laughs> you like better reviews. You know, is, it, is it good to kind of try and get as many people to watch your film and review it as possible, even if some of them are negative, or to selectively? Well, you, what you can do with that is get as many people as possible to review it and tweet about it, but then make sure that when you get the reviews back, if some of you will have been a little bit like it's not great, um, but then I've said something quite positive within that, like you know it's got some good bits here, or there's, a, there's an amazing scene, and edit it. But, you know, any reviews are great in a way to play with, and the more positive reviews, the better. So I'd certainly encourage um, getting reviews as many as possible and really positive tweets. And any tweets that come out that are negative, then just delete those ones. But many possible, as much as possible, will be fabulous. You'll see in reviews sometimes of big feature films, they can pull out the good parts of a not so good review yeah. so you can work the same thing with shorts and features for their reviews so yeah many as possible if it's negative then there's something going to be something good in there to pick out and with the second question well that is a good question actually I think more people that see it the better but I think getting more screenings and getting more people to see it people will get something out of that and you might then get the gold tweet come out and like that was the best one I've seen since Citizen Kane yeah. <laughs> you've got it they've got the gem and also when it travels <clears> there's more opportunities of the countries having 10 screenings those 30 people could be with the industry and there could be festival programmes at the festivals there's another screening in the way in the pipeline and also there could be people that want to work with the producers more 300 could be full of the public and not so much all audience oh, sorry not so much all industry so it's a double edged sword but no matter what you get whether you get one big massive screen of 300 people and it goes down well that's an achievement getting 10 and doing 30 is still an achievement so there's always positive in there and it depends who's watching it as well if it's going to be negative reviews then all oh okay not the way we hoped but the next time you can work on it better there's always something in there someone will get something from it but is there any benefit in having kind of multiple screenings yes because it means more laurels more laurels on the poster what do you mean by that laurels are sorry laurels are on the poster on um, on a festival poster there'll be what they call laurels which are rosettes you know official selection London Film Festival for example 2015 and you put those rosettes on the poster to show the kind of right desirable image of the film to the industry and to the audience and these laurels are important so getting getting them to people to watch the film the world premiere at the end of a film festival is a great laurel perfect having 10 laurels that are say smaller festivals and big festivals is still a great achievement so it works either way getting one or two laurels that are high-end tier one festivals or tier two what we call it, you know, the big ones or the smaller ones, but still strong with industry and a presence and, and prestige is great. But then getting 10 that are a bit of a mixture is still good because there's an audience for it and people have seen it and it's good reviews quotes maybe. Okay. So it works the same way. You don't want to worry about getting like 10 or 15 or 20 laurels because um, you know, need to have that showing how good it is. That's great. But then just having quality and quantity can work as well. Both works either way. Getting two that are from the Village Hall Festival... <laughs> Maybe not so much. Right. But otherwise, make sure you pick your festivals right. What's your thoughts about... Because I've just moved to London in uh, around September time, just about six months ago. Uh, and one of the reasons I came here is because, obviously, the, fil- the film industry is in London. It's quite yes. Handy. If you want to get a job here, and you know, if you want to get involved in like the culture of the film industry, yeah. it's definitely here. So do you think that... I mean, we kind of briefly mentioned it a minute ago, but do you think you could do this job as easily outside of London? Do you think that London is, is, is too dominant in terms of like what, what are the chances of someone in Cornwall getting a successful film as compared to someone making it in Hackney 
Um, that's completely achievable. There's a Cornwall Film Festival for one thing. Oh, true, there is. <laughs> Sorry, Cornwall. Um, I love you. But also, um, that's a good point because it can be done. I mean, you can shoot the film in Cornwall and then come up here for meetings and post-production or come up here and sell it and have the meetings you need. does it always need need? to happen through London, do you think? Just in your personal opinion? It happens all through email. Because I've got, I'm a global company. I've got clients in Los Angeles, Dubai, China, and I've had one in Australia, and it's nice. all through Skype and email. So it's possible. You can be anywhere in the world as long as you've got a laptop, an email, and a phone. Yeah. It can be done. Come to London and meet people, but then sometimes people have. I mean, my client in Australia, I obviously didn't meet him until I went to Cannes because that's where he was with his new film. But then before that, we met through a colleague at Cannes and not so much London, I suppose, but then we met people in London as well. But you didn't have to be in London, but it's good that you are for the opportunities that could be created. There's more film people here to meet and collaborate with, that's what you're here for. If you're in Cornwall, it could be a smaller industry, a smaller amount of creatives together. There's still going to be something happening, which could then make something happen that could be quite special. Then take it around the markets, go to festival markets in Berlin and Cannes, for example, and take it with you and then meet people there that could be based here or elsewhere, other parts of the world. So it's not essential, but it's important to be here. How important is it to screen your film abroad as well as just in the UK? Oh, it's important. I mean... crucial would you say or is it just a kind of interesting well that's a good point because that uh, that question can be answered by what your goals are so if you want to get worldwide exposure then definitely you've got to go to Europe other parts of Europe and other parts of the world if one of your goals is to network with other people not just based in London then you go out to other countries that's important if your goal though is like you just want to get it seen by people you don't bother by networking then just get it out there you want to just think well I want to get it seen I want to promote it but just in UK then stick to UK it's all about what you want right. if it's a film that would be good for those audiences at those festivals that are outside of outside of UK then definitely do it but then it's up to you with the budget as well if you can afford to do that and travel you've got to think of that too that comes into consideration so it's all about what you want is most important and what's best for you and the film what your long term and short term goals are so to find out more about Rebecca's business check out thefilmfestivaldoctor.co.uk and as always please head over to crispysharp.co.uk for film reviews and more episodes of this very show my next guests are Henry Barnes from the Guardian Film Show and Andy Anderson the head of DVD content at HMV I'm also hoping to sit down with BFI programmer Jay Bernard and Teresa Heath from the Whatever DIY Film Festival which comes up this summer. So please subscribe to hear these episodes and more from Crispy Sharp Film.